So today I want to talk a little about prostate cancer and PSA. Because PSA, kind of like atrial fibrillation, which we talked about a bit and we'll talk about more, is um, very illustrative of the doctor's thinking and how warped it is. I've always said that um, the doctor pulls out a calculator, whether it's for bone density or heart disease or fibrillation or prostate, and he plugs in some numbers and tells you exactly, precisely, your risk of having trouble if you don't get treatment. It never tells you what the downsides of treatment are in those calculators. That's the kind of doctor that you better run away from. Any doctor who uses a calculator probably can't tell you who programmed the calculator, what studies are in the calculator that actually made it worthwhile or not worthwhile. Were the studies that are plugged into the calculator um, uh, similar to the to the information that you would need for the patient sitting in front of you. In other words, were the patients in these studies similar to these patients? Like in the AFib calculators, they never pick patients who fall or who bleed. They always pick younger patients. They never count real strokes. They only, they only count strokes that you find on a CAT scan. But doctors don't know this, and they love the precision of the calculator and believe it, even though they're programmed by drug companies. And like I said, doctors ultimately are the pawns and the pimps of drug companies whether they know it or not. Some are paid by drug companies, um, some are paid by institutions that are paid by drug companies, and some just follow the guidelines of drug companies without being completely aware of what they're doing, such as those who use calculators. Um, prostate cancer is, is kind of like all is in a nutshell. So let me tell you about prostate cancer. Um, it affects about a third of men. If you're gonna live your life fully, you're, you have a one-third chance of developing prostate cancer if you're a man. Um, now, prostate cancer is not a very lethal cancer. Because so many men get it, there is a, a significant amount of men who die from it. But for the individual man who gets it, there's about a 1% chance that that prostate cancer will kill him. In other words, 99% of prostate cancers are not lethal. Um, of uh, that 1% that are going to kill them, they're going to kill them whether we treat them or not because it's a slow-growing cancer, so slow that it's pretty much resistant to the treatments we have. Treatments like chemotherapy and radiation, even hormonal treatment, are really effective when cancers are growing quickly. So this is the slow-growing nature of prostate cancer is good because it kills so few people, but it's bad in that treating it doesn't stop the underlying process. So if you're luck, unlucky enough to be in that 1%, no matter what we do, we're gonna, you're going to die of that cancer. So it makes you think, if you have common sense, of a few things. Number one, if so many men get the cancer and only 1% die, we really don't want to treat all of the people with the cancer. Because we'll be treating 99% of people who aren't at risk from the cancer. We'll be exposing those people to very dangerous medicines, treatments, hormones, radiation, surgery. So in other words, for 99% of the people we're treating, our treatment is clearly going to be more dangerous than the cancer. For, and part two, for that 1% of people who are at risk from the cancer, our treatment doesn't work. So we're exposing them to treatments that are also ineffective because they don't work. So finding this kind of cancer for someone with common sense, they would say, mm, what's the point of even finding it? 
if we don't have anything to do about it, if so many people, if the vast majority of people are not at risk from it, and if the treatment doesn't work, why would we even look for it? That's what the average smart person would say, not doctors. So the PSA blood test is a test where we can find prostate cancer. It's not a great test. The person who actually came up with the test has specifically said it's a horrible screening test and should never be used that way. But of course we do. And we, we claim as doctors that we're gonna do this PSA test as a good screening to figure out a view of cancer. If the test is positive, it doesn't mean you have cancer. Just like if it's negative, doesn't mean you don't have cancer. It's a bad test. It has a lot of false positives and a lot of false negatives. What can make it turn positive is just a big prostate, which happens normally with age. And again, prostate cancer will make it turn positive, but it doesn't tell you if the prostate cancer it's finding is lethal 1% of the time or non-lethal 99% of the time. So it pretty much tells you you have cancer, but it's not enough just to get a PSA and say you have cancer. There are other ways to look for it. You get an MRI to get a sense, but ultimately you have to get a biopsy. And they don't know where to put the biopsy in the prostate, so they do like 10, 20 biopsies just to hope they hit the right area. Blind biopsies, they're called. They hurt like heck. And you can miss the cancer. Um, if you get a negative biopsy, it doesn't mean you don't have cancer. And you can find the cancer and figure out what kind of cancer it is. But almost doesn't matter what kind of cancer it is because regardless of the type of cancer, is only lethal 1% of the time. The, the only difference in the more aggressive cancers is they're more likely to spread to bones, but even spread to bones doesn't make them lethal, and most people who have bone spread don't even know it. So again, figuring this out is really not the most important thing in the world. So you get a PSA, it's high. Now you're scared. Then you get a biopsy, which hurts like heck. They find nothing. So the doctor says, let's repeat the PSA, it's higher. So then he does another biopsy and an MRI. And then lo and behold, you have prostate cancer. Oh my God, you say, now I have prostate cancer. It kills a lot of men, but it doesn't kill a large proportion of people who have it, but your doctor doesn't tell you that because cancer means treatment. So the doctor will now offer you various treatments and you will clearly take one of the treatments because you don't want to live with cancer in your body. Even though if we never got this PSA test, you would, you would be living peacefully with the cancer and not know anything about it. But now that you know about it, you want to get rid of it because that's human nature. Um, then they will do whatever treatment they decide to do. Um, the treatments themselves are risky. There's a certain percentage of people who die from the treatments. There's a large percentage of people who get complications, including impotence, incontinence, where the urine just flies out where you get clots and, and other local problems, you get uh, bowel problems from radiation, all sorts of stuff. In other words, all these complications which are completely unnecessary because the treatment is not effective, you now have, but you feel that it was worth it because you got rid of a cancer. And lo and behold, when they repeat the PSA, it's lower now. So indeed, you've gotten rid of your prostate cancer. So what's the problem with this whole scenario? I mean, it should be obvious to anyone, again, with a working brain in their head, that this is, a, this is um, an exercise in futility because we're not helping anyone, and also an exercise in, in um, harm because 
what we're doing is scaring people, telling people they have cancer, um, and giving them treatments that don't help them but cause them harm. That's the whole nature of prostate cancer treatment and surveillance. And by the way, it is the uh, cash cow for urologists. It's a cash cow for many organizations. There are a lot of radiology places that make money. Hospitals make money on this. Uh, billion, tens of billions of dollars is spent on finding and fixing prostate cancer. Tens of billions of dollars. We're, we're approaching um, a large chunk of the military budget in finding and fixing prostate cancers. Tons of people are now walking around and who call themselves cancer survivors. They are so appreciative of this thorough care, but they have not been helped. They have been hurt. The, monet, the uh, economics of healthcare has been hurt. Um, and the doctor is hero motif survives because now that, thank God that doctor did that PSA blood test and found that cancer and treated it just in the nick of time because God knows what would have happened. That's again, the scenario that the doctors as pimps of industry like to paint that they do these tests to find problems, that then they will uh, expose you to lots of treatment um, to fix. And that treatment, they claim, will fix it. And because doctors think in a flexnarian way, um, they will have a calculator that will tell you your risk of dying that is completely um, uh, manipulated numbers through drug company studies. And they will also prove to you that they fixed you because your PSA goes down after treatment. So they have fixed the number um, and then you are a cancer survivor, but they haven't helped you. They've hurt you. They've hurt you both by deceiving you, by scaring you, and then by uh, subjecting you to harmful treatments that are not necessary. And that is prostate cancer in a nutshell. It is unfortunately um, uh, a, a, a model that's used by doctors across the board uh, where they use a calculator or a number to prove you're sick, and then they treat you for this uh, phantom sickness, um, and then they label you with a disease so you feel like you're at risk. Then they use a number to show that their treatment for that disease helped you, and then you feel like you've been cured, and they thank God the doctor saved your life. This is most of the healthcare budget is based on this kind of nonsense. And unfortunately, today's flexnarian doctors completely buy into it. Um, I, I know very few who don't order PSAs, even though uh, PSAs should not be ordered. In fact, the U.S. Preventive Service Task Force, which um, is not the most reliable, but tends to be much more aggressive in suggesting tests, initially gave the PSA an F. An F means it causes more harm than good. Then the American Urologic Society got on their high horse, wrote to some congressmen, did some advertisements on TV. You've seen the advertisements where famous actors talk about how their lives were saved by getting a PSA. And the U.S. Preventive Task Force, which is not immune uh, from congressional pressure, uh, lowered its recommendation to a C, which means we're not sure if it causes harm or good. So therefore, doctors can now get this test, and the urologists and many other people uh, get to put pools in their backyard and um, go on a lot of trips because of the PSA myth. So again, we use PSA as an example to show why screening tests can be problematic because we only want to screen for conditions where the treatment actually helps you, right? Makes sense, um, but doctors don't know this because doctors love 
finding and fixing numbers. And as we go down the line of diseases, we will find that's the story pretty much across the board.